today we're going to get into um, we're going to get into a really great subject. Uh, we're going to explore the inner motivations and to master really how to get to the place where we can really do things we want to do, succeed in putting in the right work to get the results we need. Because for a lot of us, we struggle with the momentum. We struggle with the motivation and we struggle. We have, there's a lot, a lot of resistance towards getting to the goals. And part of this is because we're not seeing the results that we want to see in certain areas of our life. And in that space, it can also challenge our self-worth where we say we're not, we maybe don't feel valid or valued. We don't feel important. We don't feel like we deserve it, right? Um, so there's a sense of worthlessness and the struggle with believing in ourselves. And it's this like inherent kind of belief that maybe I can't get what I want. And the, the next one is the barometer of how good we're doing is dependent on the approval, this external source of approval um, that we use to empower ourselves. And it and that's kind of the place we kind of go for self-validation instead of coming back into our bodies and being like, one second, what is actually going on here? So when we struggle with these things, there, there is a solution and we'll get into it, but we have to really understand the problem first. And the pro and, and the problem is really that we are struggling with why we do what we do. When we struggle with why we're doing what we're doing for so many of us, we don't take a moment to ask ourselves. Why am I, why am I doing what I do? And what do I want to get out of this? Like, what is the need? So there's two pieces, right? Now, with Ujjayi, we do skincare, right? So primarily, the reason that I created Ujjayi was because I have super sensitive skin and I had really, really complicated skin. And there were a few things that had to be done. Obviously, I needed to change my diet as well. And I went from having terrible acne in my 30s to being able to have this beautiful skin in my 40s, which I'm really proud of. But part of it was also that I was really sensitive to a lot of makeup. And I would, I, I always thought, oh, if I spend more money, right, there was like this kind of logical component of the more expensive it is, it can solve my problem. Not realizing that that not necessarily was going to be a solution for me. And after years of going on a quest, we figured it out. And I realized I needed more of a natural uh, makeup regiment in the sense, and I don't want to be wearing a lot of makeup. And that was another thing that I realized that I prefer not to, I, I, or I prefer not to wear any or the minimal, right? Um, and this happened also to me with bedding. Um, for years, I was searching for a really nice 
set of linen for myself. And I was like, why can't I find a set that I, that speaks to me? And this was years and years of looking. And then all of a sudden, one day it hit me when I saw it. Um, because I'm a creative person, there is so much color in my day. There's this rich engagement with creativity. And as you can even see here, um, and in my, in when I go to sleep, I wanted, I didn't realize my need, my need and what I needed then was this simplicity. And I realized that I just need a white comforter and that was it. And I just stripped it down to white and I never changed it. I'm happy now. But the thing was, I had to go back to the drawing board and be like, what is going on here? And there was something about my need that wasn't being met in that space, but it took me some time to discover. So the first thing to understand is that when we, when we don't have the solution, right? If we, if we have a problem, if we have a weighing challenge, we have to sometimes take the time to explore what our needs are. That's the easiest thing. It's just like, what do I need? What am I trying to achieve? Why am I doing what I'm doing? So when we we ask ourselves these questions, also knowing that sometimes it will take time to discover, that is the first step to discover, to, to, to discover the solution. So when we, when, when we are challenged with the momentum, right? When we find that it's hard to get up in the morning or hard to get the stuff done in our day and we find ourselves procrastinating and we have a hard time making decisions. When we create a priority list, if let's say we're in a job that we don't love, if the priority is to make sure we're making enough money or that the rent gets paid, we have to go back and remember that. But if if at that at the top of that priority list it's doing what I love, then we have to reconsider, right? So there's been times where I've had to do things that I don't love to do, but as long as I knew why I was doing it and the priority, right? So like raising kids, for example, is another one or a business. Like there are some tough years. What do I get out of it? And that is the next question is why am I doing it and what am I getting out of it? So taking the time to know that. For a lot of us, when it comes to the momentum, when we lose momentum, when we struggle with the fire to get up in the morning or to, to, to do the jobs and complete, it's because we're unsure. We're unsure of what we get out of it. And um, like anyone, <clears throat> anyone, um, you know, this is how like mammals are made, right? Like you can bribe a dog with treats. Um, if we know that we're get, there are, there's going to be something at the end of the experience that we get, and there's going to be a desired results or outcome, it, it is much easier to really go there. Um, it plays into our self-worth as well. And this is kind of that false, there's kind of this false, it's almost a false narrative because, because 
we aren't going to actually be able to find self-worth or fulfillment. Really, it's also self, it's, it's self-fulfillment in an area where we're struggling to um, really know why. So as soon as the, as soon as we know the priority list, it kind of almost the second one dissolves. And when we talk about external validation, there is there's a component here that's going to make it clear. And again, it's something that I love to share. And it's from the book, Zen in the Art of Archery, where he talks about archery and the mastery of being a swordsman. And he talks about a student that studies the art of swordsmanship and becomes a master himself. And then the, the master tells the student that you've mastered everything, but you'll always go into the world and there will be somebody better than you. There'll be somebody more nimble. There will be somebody that is stronger, right? And that kind of plays into that beginning part where I was talking about the insecurities, the validation. Now, if this swordsman is looking, is, is looking for that validation, it's like he becomes the sword itself, which he becomes enslaved to the sword. And what happens is when he steps into the world, he's constantly looking out to see who is greater, who is better, who does he have to defend himself from, which becomes the most dangerous part of the experience. Because if we are then looking outward, you can guarantee to be destroyed if that is the worry, if the swordsman becomes the sword. Now, the secret, the key to everything is not for the swordsman to become the sword because no matter how much he practices, no matter how much training he does, it's not going to prepare him for the best, right? To defend himself against the best if he's using this motto of this external validation, external defense. So his master, the master says, the only way you will be able to defeat all enemies and become the master is if you connect to the soul of the swordsman. So rather than him becoming attached to the sword, right? So a lot of us in this case use a shield, right? So um, we'll use a shield and it'll shield us from the world rather than using the shield for boundaries. And so the swordsman, go back to the swordsman minute, the sword becomes part of him rather than him becoming part of the sword, right? And for so many of us in our day, we become enslaved to the things around us and we get cut down every single time. Because like the sword, it's it's much easier to fall in battle when that is the focus. But when you step inside yourself and that's and, and you know why you're doing what you're doing, you connect to the intuition of what you're doing. There's a much higher guarantee that you will succeed. And that is the why. So becoming the soul of the swordsman is the why, knowing your why. 
So just taking a moment to really understand that, because if we don't understand that, then we like we get lost and it's much easier to fall into all these kind of states where our emotions are not controlled by us, but by external experiences. So the concept of like anxiety and depression, which is very common nowadays, or the insecurities that lie within us, so many of them come from a place where other people are in control of the way we feel. But when we take the time to regulate ourselves, becoming the swordsman itself, knowing the why, really understanding why, it's a very, very powerful thing. Because anything that comes our way is going to be compared, right, to the why. It's like, well, if somebody comes to me and rejects with a piece of rejection or with disapproval of whatever my practice is or whatever my vision is, I compare it to the goal. And, I'm, and for me, I know the why. I know my why. So then I'm like, it's okay. If they don't understand, they don't need to understand. It's not about them understanding. And the understanding will come in the results. It will become in the results and not, and it's not there for everyone to appreciate where I know I did the job right is with my internal satisfaction. So to gain that, the key component there is consistency. Now, when we know our why, consistency becomes easier to do, but not always. Consistency is extremely important the accountability to be able to stay consistent in certain areas. To get the results we need, it's not about doing something once, it's about doing it again and again. Like a lot of people build up a lot of things in their head or even in their body, right? Like they'll build this really, really strong body or this really strong idea or narrative. But if it's not fully connected, if the mind and the body aren't fully connected with the soul, right? That soul is like the ignition. It's like having a car without a battery. It's not going to go anywhere. It can't go anywhere because it has no engine. The engine for us is the why, the soul, the connection, the momentum, the spiritual practice. And for all of us, that's where a spiritual practice is so important, is knowing why we do what we do. A lot of times the results of what we do, of what we want, right? And asking ourselves what we want boils down to something really simple. And that is we all want nurturing, appreciation, validation. The question is, who do we want it from, right? And all the people in the world, even if the whole entire world loved us, it won't matter if the people that we value don't appreciate who we are. So in life, it's it's really challenging to um, it's really really challenging to be in a space where we we do get the external validation, especially nowadays when it's so available, and the networking is so much larger than it used to be. But what it does is it distracts us from the essential relationships that are the most important. 
Um, and those are the ones that we cherish the most. And the thing that a lot of people end up doing is, is they say, oh, if the whole world loves me, if everyone accepts me, then that person will one day come to appreciate me. And that's not necessarily how it works. Some, but some people might argue, but it's knowing that if there are relationships that we value in our life, it's really vital and important to understand why we want the relationships. And if we know why we want those relationships, then what are the steps that we take to make them work rather than creating a massive ordeal um, <clears throat> where there's this external kind of attention rather than those personal things that have to happen to make make it work. So as you as you move into this space, at, make a list of the of the things that you value and believe and why you do what you do. Why do you do what you do? And what do you want? What do you want to gain from the experience? Outside of telling yourself you don't deserve it or maybe it's not for you, simple things. It's as simple as telling yourself, I put a load of laundry in the washing machine, right? Because I, why? Because I need clean clothes. So the expectation is to get clean clothes on the other side, that the washing machine should be able to wash your clothes. And the result is that you will have clean clothes. That's the math. If your washing machine doesn't clean your clothes, it ain't a good washing machine, right? doesn't matter how much money you spend. It's not a good washing machine. Sometimes you need new washing powder, right? And that's kind of the caveat going back to the bedding. Sometimes we need to change some an aspect of it, right? Sometimes you might need hotter water or a deeper soak. Sometimes it's more of a gentle soak, right? But it's knowing the components that need to shift, but they can't unless you know why you're doing what you're doing and the results that you expect. So thank you so much for joining me for another practice here today. If you like what you see, like and follow and share. We do this every single week. We've been doing it for four years, which I am really honored to get to this point because it's this time of year that we started four years ago. We will be um, producing a newsletter uh, every week. If you want to get on that list, uh, feel free to reach out or leave me a message and I will add you to the list. And we're going to be adding some amazing things to this practice. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Esther Levy, and have a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. Let yourself heal.